Welcome to the Wholesome Adventuring Funville Podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm your Dungeon Master for Season 1. Without further ado, I present to you the Wholesome Adventuring Funville Podcast, Season 1, Revenge. Hey, how's it going? Oh, crap. Oh. Wait, did we just start with an oh, crap? Oh, gosh, y'all. I thought my volume stuff wasn't working, so I had it cranked all the way up. Oh, gosh, it scared me. Oh, did I just scream at your head? Yes. Oh, I'm it's sorry. okay. No. Sorry, there was There was nothing, and then there was... Everything. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so full disclosure, my sister came home from the hospital with a baby today, and there's some people over. My dogs are going to freak out if I leave them out there, so I'm just going to keep them in here to keep them quiet, and I'll just keep myself muted until it's time to talk or do push to talk or something. Mazel tov on the baby. Thank you. He's so cute. Children are the future, you know? What, what's the what's the song? Raisin Ride and They Will Lead the Way. Is that a thing? I thought it was a Michael Jackson song. Or maybe it was just... No, it's a song, isn't it? Oh yeah, I believe the children are the future. I don't know if it's Michael Jackson though. I'm just quoting Jack Black from School of Rock. I just thought it was from... I don't <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> well, he would know. So if we don't have any armor or items that change, like my armor class number? Uh, for it, it would for everybody. For you, I think least of all, because you were in leather armor, which was 11. So without any armor at all, you are 10 plus decks. Actually, it affects me least of all because I have unarmored defense. Oh, I was just go. wearing an apron at the, at the party. Yeah. You know what? You are so happy because they let you keep your apron. I don't. I'm the same. <laughs> I have nine AC. How do? You, oh, because you have negative decks. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. This is why I'm so glad I'm a monk. <laughs> oh yeah, you got that un- unarmored defense too, don't you? All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining me once again. Uh, I'm going to start off with a quick little recap of uh, what has happened in the sort of immediate past. Um, After all of you got uh, defeated and knocked out at the massacre at the birthday party, you all wake up aboard this um, wooden slave ship in your deep inside of one of its lower decks inside of a closed room. And there's a little bit of sun creeping in through the cracks. Um, and you find that your armor and your weapons, and in fact, any personal belongings of any value of any kind, save for your clothes to keep you modest, have been taken away from you. And each of you is chained um, around the wrists. And those chains are connected to the wooden walls. And they're actually driven in with nails into the walls. And you all awake at approximately uh, the same time and notice each other 
and uh, Uji, you notice that to one side of you is Bogdar, to other to the other side of you is this um, gray-skinned uh, tiefling woman in a dark black dress who's slowly awaking with you guys, and then on the other side of her is a uh, blonde-haired uh, human woman who's still on the ground, um, not moving. Well, uh, this, oh, what happened? Who are you? Where, where are we? Damn parties. This is all that happens when you go to a party. Nothing, nothing good ever comes from parties. I, uh, I kind of poke the, the tiefling lady as best I can, all chained up. Just try to get her attention and just ask her, like, uh, what's going on here? Thankfully, your captors didn't seem too concerned with your ability to uh, hurt each other. So there's plenty of slack in your chains to go ahead and poke the people immediately next to you. And she turns to you and she says, now there, there's no reason to poke me. I think we've all had quite a bad day. What's your, what's your name? Uh, I'm, I'm Ujafas. Well met Ujafas. You can call me Bliss. Oh, like, like the emotion. Yes, yes, like the emotion that maybe we'll all get to feel again one day. I mean, I sure hope so. How did you all end up in this boat? Damn parties. You know, there, there was a party and, uh, you know, general overthrowing the, the royalty kind of deal. Not something I signed up for. I just wanted to bring my cake to the people. But, uh, here we are. Oh my gosh. We're on a, we're on a boat. Do you know what's going on? Yes, my uh, my partner and I have been on this boat for several days. I'm not quite sure how long. They uh, they don't seem to spend a lot of time paying attention to our our needs, though. My uh, my partner here died a few days ago from lack of food, and uh, it's horrible. Yeah. Where, where are you all from? Uh, Bogdar doesn't answer this. Instead, he just sits and holds his chains and begins praying to the Iron Mother as he uh, begins channeling his divinity with uh, Artisan's Blessing, which allows me, which is an hour-long ritual that allows me to turn a non-magical item with some metal in it into a simpler martial weapon, a suit of armor, ten pieces of ammunition, a set of tools, or other metal object. Am I safe to assume that you'll be turning these chains into a weapon? Yes. All right. I'd like to turn it into a hammer. Okay, so, uh, and that'll be both sets of chains that are restraining your wrists? Yeah. (laughs) Well, an hour from now, that's going to be amazing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she sees you do this, and then she'll turn to to everyone else, and she'll say, uh, "Where, where are you all from? can't actually remember. <laughs> Me either. I don't remember. Is it, is it White Hill? Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> oh, okay. White Hill. Love that. <laughs> and uh, she'll say, oh, the boat's made it to White Hill. It's moving faster than I thought. I'm from Il Noir. I, uh, I, I had a brothel there that I ran before they seized my land and gave it to the vultures. Did they, did they do that for any particular reason? Or just because they could? Well, it seems that all types of establishments like mine were, were being seized and given as a gift to the vultures. So the, the Blackburns took your land? They did. They did. Technically, they have a right to claim any land on their island of Ville Noir. We just never expected that they would use that right. And when the mercenary company of the Vultures arrived on the island, they started giving up all sorts of establishments. Mine... A friend of mine lost her gambling den. To make matters worse, they they took those of us that were complaining and tried to turn us into slaves. I can't I can't believe that I mean those the Blackburns, my family has had dealing with them for a long time and I mean I never was super friendly with them above what I had to do, but I never thought they would do anything like this. Something big is definitely happening. They've never done anything like this before. Wait, be quiet. And at this point, you all hear sort of loud, clumsy, heavy footsteps outside uh, on the creaky wood. And some heavy grunts and i'll ask you all to roll a nature check that is a big old 19 for me <laughs> that's a big old 19 for cake boy and 11 on my end our druid got a four druid with the minus one yeah the druid has minus one on nature <laughs> I... I, you know, I'm from the Feywild. I, I'm more, it's arcana, not nature. You're like, what's this material plane nature stuff? <laughs> so, uh, Ujafis, you, before you went into the cake business, you had a pretty rough and tumble life, right? Yeah, pretty much. What kind of stuff were you up to before making cakes? Getting in a lot of fights, thought I could, you know, take on the world, and then I, uh, Signed up to be an adventurer because that seemed to, you know, fit. Only to find out that the fights I had been getting into were really paltry. And uh, the adventuring life is really dangerous, and I did not like that. I like being able to win, <laughs> not being beat down. One time in your adventuring life, you came across a roving pack of bugbears. And... The fight lasted a couple of seconds until you and your friends ran away, realizing that you were totally outmatched. And you'll never forget their, the sound of their footsteps and their grunts. 
And that's exactly what you hear outside of this wooden room. I just kind of cringe a little bit. Like, trying not to let anybody see. uh, And, uh, kind of look around at everybody and say, uh, hey guys, this maybe isn't the best. It might get a little bit sticky in here. What do you say there? Uh, no idea how many there are, but I would know that those sounds anywhere. Uh, there, this the ship might be captained or at least have a crew made of bugbears. Well, I've I've known some some bugbears. They're they're not all bad. Oh, I like smashing me some bugbears. And at this point, the door slams open. And you see a large bugbear who's wearing metallic armor, which is a strange sight. And the metallic armor is lined with a fur that's a a light-colored brown, very different than his very dark brown fur. And he's carrying um, a scimitar in one hand and a shield in the other hand, a wooden shield. And he walks into the room, and behind him are two other bugbears, um, who are wearing much plainer armor and carrying morning stars. And the one in the metal armor, he points at all of you with his sword, and he says, Stand up! Hands on the walls now! I'll comply. Uh, I'll, I'll, do so. I'll do as he says. Yeah, Bogdar does it, but he keeps his hands on his chains. <laughs> You eat food now, but you eat food quiet. And then the other two throw uh, a bucket of chum and half-eaten fish all over the floor. And then they leave the room and um, the bugbear with the sword, as he's stepping out backwards, he says, You eat food quiet so you don't anger Captain Meacham. And then he steps out and closes the door. I start now, gagging. I start gagging <laughs> when he pours the chum on the floor. Roll a constitution save. I rolled an 11. With an 11, you managed to keep it in, but uh, it, it was a very, very close call, and everybody kind of saw you, like, dry heave. Uh, there's no getting away with this one. I've been, like, with good confectionery confectionaries and sweets and everything for a while in my shop and this is just revolting and I, that shows on my face <laughs> and Bliss says oh it's been nothing but this every day I how do I you live to, I, I managed to stomach some of it as a tiefling I'm a little bit more resilient but unfortunately my friend she uh this simply just didn't work out for her. And whatever you do, I'd make sure to be quiet. I've seen this Captain Meacham he's talking about. The man's crazy. What, what can you tell us about him? Uh, I, I've never met him before being on this ship, but he uh, he's a human, unlike them, which is quite unique that a a human managed to have a crew of 
such revolting creatures and keep control over them. He, uh, he has this three-cornered hat that he seems quite fond of. I did notice that he, uh, he has a very fancy-looking dagger on his belt that he doesn't let anyone touch. Most importantly, he made sure to let me know how much I was worth once we made it to the slave market. It's not as much as I would have hoped. I thought I kept up nicely over the years. How much are you worth? You want to take a guess? How much would you pay for me? Five copper. I feel like this is a very loaded question. Um... 20 gold? I don't really know how much to pay for a slave. Well, you're much more generous than he was. He said that I might fetch 11. Well, uh, I, I just think that that's horrible. Uh, people shouldn't be bought and sold uh, just as much as uh, he shouldn't be stealing people's land. I mean, the land belongs to itself. Wow, you do sound like a group from White Hill. Slavery is legal in the other islands. Um, I don't, uh, I don't understand a lot of what, what humans do, but, uh, I, I just don't agree with it. Ali, I can tell you that as of this week, I no longer agree with it either. And, uh, this whole, this whole time, uh, Glen Aaron's been, uh, rubbing his his wrists like uh he's the the chains are like burning burning his his flesh um uh he says uh i really got to get these these chains off uh i i feel that they're like damaging my soul uh i whenever you guys are ready i think i can uh i think i can get free but i i'll i'll wait until so you you guys are ready to make a move. Alright, give me a minute. I'm almost done here. I, I'm gonna stand up and I feel like since we're on a boat and I'm still slightly concussed, it might take me a second, but I want to try to get my feet under me. Alright, so your legs are a little uh, numb and stiff, but you managed to get them on the ground um, and... Um, as you try to stand up onto your feet, I'm going to need uh, an athletics check from you. I rolled a six. So unfortunately, the chains are short enough to prevent you to stand all the way up. Uh, being a full-grown human woman, uh, you know, for you to stand all the way up is, is quite high. So you're unable to stand all the way up. The chains are holding you down. Now here's a question. Being a halfling, uh, being a halfling, am I? Uh, That's okay. Are your? Yeah, are my chains like the same as a human would have been, or do I have even less? So, your wrist restraints are tight enough to keep you closed in, but you have the same length chain as everyone else. You would actually be able to stand up on this bench. Oh, okay. You wouldn't be able to stand up on the floor in front of the bench, but you're able to stand on the bench. 
and my question was uh, when they dumped this terrible, terrible quote unquote food in here for us, uh, did they dump the the pail as well, or did they just take like literally dump it on the floor and take the pail with them? They left with the pails, uh, okay. the pail zub, and so all that's left on the floor is uh, blood and guts, half-eaten fish, a bunch of fish bones, and fish oil everywhere. Gotcha. Well, there goes that plan. The old bucket plan? Yeah, I was going to say that uh, when we attempt to break out, I was going to have him kind of like pretending to eat, and then when they got close, he was just going to grab the bucket and smack him over the head. What if there's no bucket? (laughs) (laughs) Is there any way to tell how long we've been on this boat since we got on it. You could ask Bliss. Bliss, you were here whenever they brought us here, right? I was. I didn't get a real good look at you until you awoke, though. Do you have any way to tell how long maybe we've been going since we got on this boat? It's really hard to tell time in here. All I know is when it's dark and when it's light out. And when you were brought in, it was dark out. And the boat was still. And after you were in, the boat cast off somewhere. And eventually the sun came up. And what may have been a few hours later, you awoke. Okay, so it hasn't been another night since we've been on the boat no okay well maybe we're not that far away because i had to get back there yeah what those guys did was real not cool who did what uh at at this fine young lady's birthday uh some of her family uh, murdered her mother and father in an attempt to uh, take control of the nation, essentially. Oh my gosh, that was that was real. You saw? Did you actually see my the, do that to my mom and dad? I was kind of hoping that maybe they would have found a back way out. Yeah, no. I, not before I was knocked out, at least. Do you have any idea who did it? You said it was a coup from within the family. I don't really know the details, but he seemed like he was family. It has to be Lucius. It has to be him. Him and my father were were arguing before everything went down, and he he was the one. He was the one that took me down. I'm gonna kill him. I have had to get back to him. This is unforgivable. You don't do this to anybody, especially your family. So, uh, you guys start to overhear from an upper deck a bunch of goblin gobbledygook as you just hear these thunderous bugbear voices from up there just making a ton of noises and almost like growling and spitting at each other, but they definitely seem to have some type of communication going on. And you hear more grunting and you hear rope being pulled really taut and then you hear uh, a male voice speaking in common uh, careful you buffoons 
You'll tip us over if you keep doing that. And then just more bugbear growling and shouting. And uh, at this point, you feel the entire ship starts to sway from one side to the next. And um, I need a strength save from all of you. My specialty. That's a 17 from me. At 12. 19 for me. Oh, dang. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Linaren and uh, Bogdar, you each take two bludgeoning damage as your heads are knocked against the wooden wall that you're near. As this boat is swung from one side to the other, you all could tell now that the boat just took on a massive amount of weight. Um, in an area that's not well distributed, as you feel the ship kind of has like a slight tilt to it now. What was that? I'm not familiar with ships, but it can't be good. I get the feeling that, uh, Whoever's upstairs might be distracted. This might be a good time to make a move. It sounded like there may have been some commotion. Does anyone have a way to free us from these things? I do not, but uh, if this guy's so worried about uh, the ship tipping over, maybe that's our way out. If everybody can, you know, swim. What about the chains, though? I mean, oh. yeah, if we can get those off, too. This this, uh, this oily fish mess on the ground might might help us slip our bonds. Give me a moment, and uh, I'll pass pass some around to everyone. And uh, Glen Aaron's going to wild shape into uh, Blink Dog. And uh, he looks no, no longer like a humanoid and is now... A canine sort of long-eared dog. Uh, his arms, uh, wrists are much thinner than than they were before, and I would assume that his his bonds just uh, fall to the ground. Uh, roll me dog acrobatics real quick. Uh, straight dexterity. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's really interesting is that. He wild shapes in the exact sort of position that he was in while a humanoid. And so he turns into this dog, and this dog is basically like sitting on a bench with its two front paws up in the air, um, <laughs> and its two back paws kind of splayed out, and he immediately is imbalanced. And he sort of like tilts to the side over to Emmy a little bit, but he manages to scurry and hop off uh, before he falls over on Emmy. And he is out of his restraints. Like, try and shift that away. <laughs> and uh, he is—he is standing in the middle of all the fish guts. And he's just gonna immediately drop to the ground and roll around uh, like a pig in mud. And uh, then he will walk around to to everyone and offer up his fish oil-covered fur for them to uh, rub on their wrists in hopes that they can slip their bonds. 
Uji will gladly accept. Although the look on his face is still very much disgusted. <laughs> and what about you, Freya? Does this make you gag some more? Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Another con save. Six. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to ask you to match this up with a sleight of hand check. <laughs> Nineteen. So, while the dog is rolling around in more blood and guts, after mm. oiling you up, he moves on to Bogdar, and then Ujafis, and everyone's kind of like watching this insane show of this dog rolling around in fish guts and then rolling around on a dwarf's lap. Um, and so you at you seize your moment. You turn around while nobody's watching, and then you throw up a little. Nobody heard anything, right? <laughs> Nobody noticed good okay <laughs> and um do you give some of your fish gut oil to bliss uh yes you will uh and she says thanks there's a good boy and she pats you on the head and she looks at the rest of you and she says this is quite a dog you have here uh we didn't know he could do that yeah this, this is new well, with no, there's nothing wrong with keeping a secret as long as you you don't keep it when it matters most. Ain't that the truth? And now you guys are all full of fish oil and blood and guts. And the a little dog, bit of most puke. of all. Yeah, but um, it was really neat. And just you. Bogdar didn't uh, accept. He's continuing praying. <laughs> At this point, I'll say there's another 20 minutes to your prayer. All right. Uh, Uji will take this opportunity to try to like just move his thing, move his hand and everything like in and out of this restraint and just try to get it off with the help of the fish oil. So for starters, if you want to just use your physicality to get out of these, you could try an athletics check to pull the thing away from the wall or an acrobatics check to try to contort yourself out of the uh, restraint. Either way, you get advantage from being all lubed up on fish guts. So ripping him out of the out of the wall would be noisy, and I would still technically be restrained, whereas slipping my hands out would give me more freedom and be quiet. Well, you would be... Probably, right? I don't know if you'd still be restrained, but you'd all of a sudden have these, like, chain whip weapons around your arms. Oh, dang, you're right. Yeah, that's cool. Let's go with that. <laughs> all right, so that's <laughs> athletics with advantage. Oh, good advantages. Uh, that's a 14. Um, you swear that you saw one of the nails budge, uh, but then you exhaust yourself, and it's still stuck on the wall. Oh, I'm not used to such... Just heavy lifting and stuff. Give, give me a moment, guys. Give me a moment. Can I try to wriggle my way out? You can. What'd you get? 23. All right. You actually do like a sitting little backwards tumble roll, and your hand slips right out of one of the restraints. Woo, okay. One down, one to go. 
I'm going to try and copy. Emmy, you want to try to do the same? Yeah. Go Let's for it. That. Uh, that's a 22. All right. You're, you have one hand that's free as well. Both of you, now that one hand is free, you have double the reach. Which means that, Freya, now you could stand up. Emmy, you were able to stand up all along, but now you just feel you have a little more freedom. Okay, can I try to get my other hand out, too? Yeah, roll for it. Ooh, that's a seven, but I get advantage, right? You do. 21. All right. You are finally able to squeeze your um, other hand out. And Glenarin, are you moving? Yeah. Well, uh, Glenn Doggy Dog's going to be over here by the door listening just to, just to, in case something comes by. Give me dog perception. Okay. Uh, I actually get advantage on uh, hearing checks. You're a super perceptive, perceptive dog. Oh, yeah. That's uh, 21 for hearing. 21. As you put your dog ear near the door to listen, for a moment you hear a little... And you think to yourself, what was that? So you put your ear even closer, and then you hear another one, another slam, much louder, much closer, until you realize that there's actually something near the door right now coming towards you. And it's at this moment that a uh, one of the bugbears that was carrying the buckets enters the room with another bucket full of fish guts and then immediately sees this dog and then sees that one of you is free and another one is half free. And that, well, to what he sees, he thinks that one of you is missing. And he'll immediately shout something in Goblin and we are all going to roll initiative. Oh, no. Oh, boy. So make sure to keep track of uh, who's restrained and whatnot. Emmy, you were um, half restrained or fully free at this point? Uh, okay. All right. Uh, that was a question, not a statement I was asking. Oh, so I was half, oh, half restrained. I had one. Okay. Because I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Um, the bugbear rolls an 11 on initiative. What did you guys get? The dog has rolled a 4. I rolled a 15. Bugbear got a 17. Oh, that is a 23 for Thefik. Freya got 11. I got an 8 for Emmy. Perfect. So let me draw a little bit. Right now the door is open. So you guys actually see a little bit of what's out there. Immediately outside, there seems to be um, a sort of a wooden plank hallway. So whatever is out there is a very, very tight hallway. And this bugbear is just standing in the middle of the doorway, shout something, and you, all, you guys all quote-unquote leap into action. Although some of you, your leaping abilities are limited. <laughs> so with a 23... Thethic, this will be you. Half naked, no equipment, two arms chained to the wall. What do you do? 
Oh, that was muted. My apologies. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm just going to try to get a hand out real quick. Are you going to use acrobatics or yeah, athletics? I'm going to try to wriggle. Okay. Uh, at advantage because of the oil. That is a 26. Hey. All right. With your action, that is one hand free. Excellent. Uh, no one is hurt yet, but uh, just looking around the room, uh, seeing that uh, I believe Freya is completely free, I will say, uh, offer to her some just some words of encouragement. Uh, uh, remember, my dear, try not to get yourself hurt. There's possibly no other hope for Whitehill, and I will uh, give her a d6 bardic inspiration die. All right. Now, if only you could have given her a weapon. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> my turn, however. All right, Bogdar, I will say that if you spend your whole turn focusing on your prayer, your prayer will be answered on your next turn. All right, I'll just focus on my prayer then. All right, um, in order to keep your prayer a secret, roll me a uh, stealth roll. Oh, no. I didn't want it secret anyway with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you actually start praying louder now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Time to make some noise. And let's go to Ujafis. You have uh, one hand free, I believe. I do have one hand free. I'm going to uh, try to just rip the other hand. Or no, I'm I'm fully, I'm fully bound. I just saw the, the nail wiggle a bit, so I'm going to just try to rip with all my might. And which uh, that's, a, that's a 19 on athletics. With a 19, you managed to rip out uh, that chain that you seem to have loosened the time before. So now it comes out. You have this loose chain tied to your wrist. Uh, that's your right wrist. And you're able to swing it around, but you're still tied to the uh, wall with your other one. So you have about five feet of movement before your arm is sort of stuck. I'll uh, I'll stay right where I am so I can try to get free on my next turn. Okay. And now with initiative 11, it's going to be the bugbear who's standing in the doorway. And he's going to look around at all these fish guts. He's going to drop his bucket on the ground. And he's going to turn towards the dog that's right next to him, peeping in on the door. And he's going to try to smack the dog around with his morning star. Peter would not be happy. That's going to be a 23 versus the dog. That will hit. And that is 12 bludgeoning damage as he smashes you across the face with his morning star. No! Little puppy. And... Uh, he's going to shout something else in Goblin that unfortunately none of you understand. Uh, and it sounds a little something like this. <laughs> and you're like, well, either he's gassy or he's shouting something. Uh, Freya, you are free, inspired, and weaponless. All right. Time to spring into action. What I want to do is... Can I, I want to grab the bucket off the floor and kind of use the fish guts as like 
slick for me to get really fast and I want to knock the goblin over in the back of the head as stealthily as possible, but as quickly as possible. You want to knock him in the back of the head with the bucket? Yes. Okay, so for you, that is going to be a strength check. Ooh, I got a four. <laughs> with a four, you actually go tink in the back of his head, and he just kind of like straightens up, turns around, looks at you, kind of confused. I say, never mind. <laughs> and are you doing anything else? Um, I'm going to put the bucket down and kind of back up a little bit. Do you want to use bonus action disengage? So that you don't draw an opportunity attack? Yes, I do. That sounds great. I'll do that. <laughs> All right. How far back do you want to go? Um, just I just... Back to your original spot or... Yeah. Well, actually, I want to get kind of close to Thepic because I feel like he'll help me. Uh, you want to make up for the time you let him almost die. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can go right next to him then. Uh, and let's go to uh, Emmy. Okay, so I want to use my action to try and get my other hand out so I'm not restrained anymore. All right, that's going to be acrobatics with advantage. All right. Uh, so that's a 21. All right, with your action, you are now free and you're able to move. All right, so I'm just going to yank it out and then... Uh, like shift around Thefik and run forward and can I try and be uh, in front of Freya to uh, almost like flank the bugbear with Glenn if possible alright so between a dog and a halfling this bugbear's uh, stuck fighting things that are like below his waist <laughs> sounds very awkward <laughs> He's just like uh, swinging downwards with his morning star like it's a putter. Uh, and uh, I'm going to uh, like raise in a defensive position and I'm going to use a key point to take, take patient defense. Ooh, fancy. So I'm dodging as a bonus action. All right. Let's go All right, to... And that's my turn. Let's go to the dog. Um, Glenair would just like to uh, sink his teeth into this bugbear's leg, somewhere around the the meaty portion of of uh, his lower leg. I'm gonna do a bite attack, which uh, didn't work so good. I rolled a, a ten with advantage. Unfortunately, a ten's not going to cut it as you get a mouthful of leather armor that he seems to be wearing around his legs. Ah, well, it didn't taste very good either. <laughs> kind of a little, little fishy and a little, little hairy. Um, that's it for me. Let's go to Thefik. Uh So, with my reach being extended now, would I be able to move? five feet approximately to uh, next to Freya and within reach of Emmy. Yep, that is the maximum of your available movement, and that's with one arm still stretched towards the uh, wall. Yes, uh, if with that arm still stretched to the wall, if I could just uh, get a hand to Freya's shoulder, and then with my free hand, if I could reach it out towards Emmy, 
and I would like to cast Heroism at second level on both of them. Uh, they are immune to being frightened, and every uh, turn they will gain temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting ability modifier. Which is? Uh, currently a three. Ooh. Oh. And they'll get that at the start of their turn? At the start of each of their turns, yes. Very fun. Uh, and then I'll just Thank pop you. back over to the wall so as not to be smacked and lose that immediately. Uh, and that will be my turn. So basically, the bard stretches out from his little prison spot. He touches both of you on the shoulder, and he starts singing Eye of the Tiger from Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, back on being the from... <laughs> yeah, he does it as a spoken word poem. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, being from a fantastical land from another universe, you've never heard this song before, and you feel like it's just the most inspiring, poetic, original thing you've ever heard. And to honor his uh, his creativity, you are going to use the heck out of those cre- um, those temporary hit points. Meanwhile, Bogdar's prayers are answered as in your two hands appears this um, did you say it was going to be a warhammer? Yeah. Appears this warhammer. It's not your finest work. Uh, you can still tell some parts where there's a bit of like a chain link still sticking out, but it'll definitely do. When you get your hands on some leather, you might create a handle for it, but for now, it's just pure iron uh, warhammer. Mm-hmm. And you're no longer stuck to the wall. Just as the Iron Mother wanted, and I uh, move move closer, I move in front of it, and I also summon a spiritual weapon to the south of me. All right, what are the components is, for a spiritual weapon? It is verbal and semantic. Perfect. So, uh, another Warhammer appears. This one much much finer than the one that I created. Uh, it's has intricate iron works and then I'm going to smack him with my warhammer with two hands uh, 17 Ooh, 17 hits okay that is 7 bludgeoning and then the uh, spiritual weapon is also going to repeat the attack with another 17 interesting <laughs> The hits, of course. Alright, that is nine force damage. Nice. Alright. And uh, with that, the bugbear has been paying attention to the dog and the halfling around him. It is back to you. And you actually synchronize your movements with your spiritual weapon as you just do these two hammer blows to each side of his head. And you end up just like pancaking his head a little bit. Uh, he's shaky and wobbly, still alive, but if he was speaking goblin now, he's speaking gibberish. Good, good. And that is everything for Bogdak. And it's very good that the two women near you are immune to being frightened because they just saw you go to murder town on this guy. <laughs> and uh, Uji, you are still half-stuck to the wall. I would like to attempt to get unstuck from the wall. 
Oh, that's a 17 on unstuckedness. Unfortunately, that's not going to succeed with unstuckedness. <sighs> Dang it. Well, it's my turn. <laughs> and then that'll take us to 11. That's going to be the bugbear again. And he's going to turn towards the guy that just smashed his head in. And he's going to try to uh, get at you with his morning star with an 18. My AC is 9, so yes. <laughs> and that is 14 bludgeoning damage. All right. <laughs> As he sort of like snarls at you and uh, he no longer has control of his jaw. You see that his jaw's hanging half off, so just a ton of bugbear spit goes all over your face. All right, I sp- he probably hit me in the face with that amount of damage, so I spit a bunch of blood back at him as well. <laughs> it's hard to tell what's yours and what's fish. <laughs> and let's go to Freya. Okay, does it look like he has any like obvious smaller weapons on him, like a dagger or something? Give me a perception check. I got a 14. You see a wooden handle of something sticking out of his boot. Okay, I want to attempt to sneak up behind him and grab whatever that is. Now, as a level three rogue, you are a thief now? Yes. Which means that you can do a bonus action, sleight of hand, stealing items from your enemies, right? Yeah. Um... Yes. Uh, yeah, I can. So I'll allow you as a bonus action to sneak up and try to pull this out of his boot, and you have to beat his um, his passive perception. Okay, so what do I need to roll? So that's going to be sleight of hand. Ah, oh, nuts. Nine. Unfortunately, his passive perception was 11. So you sort of kneel down to take the thing out of his boot, and he notices you, and he quickly steps his foot backwards. Man, I can't sneak up on this guy. You still have your action, though. Okay, can I punch him in the nuts? (laughs) Take an Emmy move. Inspiration. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) Being inspired by your friend Emmy, you can attempt. That'll be a strength attack roll that you're proficient in. Um, I don't, I took everything out. I don't know how to roll that. How do I do that? So that'll be a d20 plus proficiency plus strength. Oh shit. Uh, it's not Oof. <laughs> I got a critical miss. <laughs> Give me a acrobatics check. 19. <laughs> So you go to punch him in the nuts and you actually slip on all the fish guts and you tumble forward and you actually manage to roll perfectly and do a tumble forward until you're right back standing up where you were. It basically uh, just looks like you break danced. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, that's um that's all I can do. I'm just That was uh, some pretty there. nifty footwork over there. <laughs> Would be nice if we could you know, get this guy out of our hair, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> She's trying to confuse the enemy with front flips. I was throwing him off his rhythm. Now we can get him. Got him right where I want him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Emmy, why don't you show her how to actually punch people in the nuts? <laughs> yes, um, oh, I kind of see where you went there and just whack. Right. Uh, uh, that's a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Uh, four points of damage. Four points of damage. Okay, you knock. Uh, you, uh, you definitely feel stuff giving way underneath <laughs> his leather armor. As messy as the fish guts are all around you, you're thinking that you're creating quite a mess inside of the armor as well. Uh, um. All right, I'm gonna use flurry of blows. Um, two more times. Just. Again, just straighten the nuts out. Just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, were they were were they with the advantage because I'm flanking or not? No, we're not doing flanking. No. All right. Cool. So the first one was a twelve. Okay, that's gonna and miss. Then, and the second one was a ten. Oh. So you're noticing less and uh, productivity from your punches. You're thinking that in that specific area, there's nothing left to punch. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and let's go to the dog. Uh, so I want to try and aim for something uh, not covered in armor this time. Uh, with another bite attack. And this one's going to be an 18 to hit. You managed to find a spot that's not so covered in armor. It's actually the back of his knee. Unfortunately, it's only two piercing damage. One for each of the teeth that got him. Yeah, that's not a very combat-heavy dog. No, that's, um, he's, a He's a good pupper. Sneaky. Yeah. So I'm going to use, a, a teleport, uh, which is a blink dog ability, and I'm going to leave, uh, this corner. I always seem to be getting stuck in a corner. I don't know what's up with that. And I'm going to come over here and, uh, prepare to help people, uh, hopefully get out of their chains. Okay. But that'll be it for my turn. Oh, we forgot to mention it, but Freya and Emmy, you get to add that temp HP if you didn't already. All right. And that's three, isn't it? Uh, correct. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Mm. And um, let's go to Thefik. All right. Uh, I will attempt to get my other hand free at this point. So with acrobatics, once again, I will try to wriggle out. What is it? 20. Okay, with that, both your hands are free. Excellent. And uh, since it seems like Emmy's having a bit of trouble uh, hitting at the moment, I will just call her to her. Uh, perhaps try aiming a bit higher now. Uh, I'm not sure there's much left to, to target there, and I will offer her a d6 bardic inspiration as well. Nice. Cool. And then I'm going to just move over there. And that will be my turn as I move uh, back next to the Blink Dog, as far away from the bugbear as I can get. Let's go to Mr. Hammer. Alright. Well, I'm going to hammer time him twice. Ha! Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see what happens. 
18 on the Warhammer, 21 on the Spiritual Weapon. <laughs> Give me total damage. There's a total of 15 damage. And he had 7 HP left, so you decide to repeat history and smash him on both sides of the head once more. And your two hammers, your real one and your spiritual one, actually end up connecting and just smushing his head entirely um, as the rest of his body just falls limp to the ground. I spit on his corpse. I start gagging again. (laughs) (laughs) I just hear the impact, but I'm too busy, like, focusing on my chains to... I wasn't actually watching. And now I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) That's all for my turn. And uh, there you are, this headless bugbear corpse at the foot of the door of this little room where you've been imprisoned. Most of you are now free. Um, as you look upon this bugbear, morning star still in one hand, slightly chewed but still decent shaped leather armor on him, and the mysterious wooden handle in his boot. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Wholesome Adventuring Funville podcast. But the story doesn't end here. Subscribe to the show and download the next episode to find out what happens next.